Welcome to Subzy Life. Conscious, Conscious Living with, with the, the twist. twist. My name's Faison Subzeli. And I'm Dr. Syra. Dr. Syra, you want to continue your elevator pitch, practicing your elevator oh, yes. pitch here? I am a therapist in private practice and I help people who have been disappointed with counseling in the past to find a different approach, um, especially integrating their cultural values and their spiritual beliefs. And kind of having a whole... A, a, a more rounded version of therapy so that they don't have to kind of keep coming back. They kind of do the deep, crazy, intense work with me and then they don't need to go to therapy for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a technology consultant focused on uh, assisting businesses drive uh, value through technology. And I'm, I'm really focused uh, and very interested in this personal growth space. Mm-hmm. Not personal growth for the sake of Look at me, how good I am. <laughs> uh, but it, in that deep uh, self-search, mm-hmm. really learning about myself. And I find, I mean, of course, doing these podcasts, uh, working with others, um, attending different groups, it helps me kind of drive. Uh, uh, first of all, it gives me the satisfaction of learning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and also not feeling alone in this world. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes I know we feel like we're the only ones mm-hmm. having a certain problem. Mm-hmm. I remember one of our uh, one of our teachers, uh, Chuck Spazano, that we always uh, <laughs> the the triangle model. I remember him telling me one day. You have uh, to describe the scene. Well, yeah. So it was just uh, we're playing basketball, and this is an older like I don't know how old he is. He just seems young in his energy, but I know he's old, right? He's <laughs> an old, <laughs> but he he was kicking our asses. Like, I don't know what else to say. In battle, like, we're playing basketball early morning before the uh, these intense workshops, and he's like, "Hey, who wants to play basketball?" It's only like I think two of us showed up with him, and he is just whooping us, <laughs> just <laughs> kicking our butts. Uh, anyways, we're we're chatting about you know the uh, what I'm what I'm there for and, and whatnot, and he looks at me. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just so you know, you're not that special." You're not the only one with this problem. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, I just want you to know, like, you're not that special. I'm like, and that actually, you know, like, I mean, it shook me because uh, those words of you're not that special, mm-hmm. it's true, right? Like, I mean, I think we think of like, oh, we're the only ones. Mm-hmm. We must be the only ones having issues in our marriages. Mm-hmm. The only ones having issues with our kids or the deal, like, like, no. A lot of us are, and mm-hmm. some of us don't talk about it, right. but a lot of us are. And we don't those. talk about it because we, we live in a culture that's all about posturing, right? Yeah. Like, let them know how good you're doing, even when you're falling apart inside. Right, and that, that's been a challenge, right? I keep on talking about, like, why, like, I, I have this love-hate relationship with with social social media, right? Like, just kind of go on sometimes, and then I'm like, I take, I get taken back because... People are not being honest, mm-hmm. right? People are not. I mean, they're showing the good parts, which is great. But that's not the whole story. That's not the whole story, and I'm not. I, I'm not saying let's post about the bad parts. I do. <laughs> you do, but like, <laughs> but we're you know I'm like, but we know that's not the only story, right? Like it's those you know those fun couples that mm-hmm. we've seen pictures of, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're getting divorced. Right. Right. You're like you see that, and you're like, okay, there's a disconnect. Yeah. So I'm like, and I'm not saying that you again have to post about that, but it's like. Who are you talking to about mm-hmm. those issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think I've, I find it 
um, uh, therapeutical for me to kind of go through this self self search right. uh, model, right? Um, so last last time we were talking about relationships mm-hmm. and who we are uh, in these intimate relationships, the avoidant and the uh, the anxious, um, but we wanted to talk about how it impacts uh, or how it relates to uh, those that are singles. Yeah. Right. So, what did you want to talk about? Because so, I think- first of all, I want to acknowledge that there's a difference between being single because you're looking for love and you're wanting to find love versus being single because you've chosen to live right. a you like a you know life. There's a difference. So I want to just acknowledge that right up front that there are people who have decided to live um, without partner, without an intimate partner, and that is a completely valid and fair and celebrated choice. So mm-hmm. I want to just put that on the table. What I want to talk to are those singles who are looking for love. So you know they actually want to be in intimate partnership, and they're not for some reason not finding the right match or you know, whatever it is, there's, there's some sort of block to finding true and lasting love. Yeah. So I just want to say that up front, that not to undermine anybody's choice to be single, because no. that's a valid choice. And that makes sense if you want yeah. that. Um, but for the majority of us, we are designed to pair bond. We're designed to link up with another and kind of live our lives in that way. Right. So how, how, does that talk so i mean of course if you haven't heard the last episode go ahead and listen to that last episode mm-hmm. uh because where we talk about the avoidant and the anxious uh mm-hmm. um people within the relationships how does that impact those that are single that are looking for love so i think i can, i mean i can only speak from my own experience and that of my clients that i've worked with over yeah. the years um what I know is that when you're single and looking for love, sometimes it can feel like this this real place of longing. This, you know, it's like there's a um, there's a tank that's just not getting filled. But and you can have a great job, and you can have you know meaningful friendships, and you can have great relationships with your parents. But if you're looking for love and not finding it, that becomes like an ache inside, right? And so. I want to talk about two things. One, how to acknowledge and cope with that ache. And then, you know, what are some things to look for in yourself to align to the possibility of being in a relationship? Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay, first, tell me your thoughts before I go into my... Because you know how I can talk and talk and talk. Give me yes, a you can. Give me a chance. <laughs> Give me a chance. Otherwise, I can just lay back here. <laughs> um, you know, if I kind of go back to my... Uh, my single days mm-hmm. before before you and I met, like there was always that longing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, especially as a man, it was like um, it was it was difficult to talk about with somebody because you're like you know uh, we're not built, or at least I wasn't built to just talk about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like so it was it was difficult to talk about that longing, and not just longing for uh, for a companion or for somebody, mm-hmm. right? It was like it was looking for that deep love mm. um, that you're gonna grow with, right? You're gonna grow old with uh, some uh, someday. You're growing so old. I am growing your so old. Your beard is getting all white. Yeah. The salt and pepper. Woo! Yeah, and my hair is not. So it's, I know it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy's coloring his beard, like <laughs> <laughs> to make it look older. Than what? Yeah. Uh, no, so. So I think that was the the difficult part, right? And 
at a certain point is like uh i feel like uh and some of the uh, single people that we know right there's that kind of the feeling is like am i actually good enough to find somebody mm-hmm. right yeah And, and so the ache isn't just about being alone the ache is about and why am i still alone yeah right what's, why am i still yeah alone? and that question keeps on getting asked like what's wrong what's with wrong me? with me right. right right is it the way i look is it the way i talk is it the way i or I'm are act? are there just no good women out there no good men out no there, yeah right? and that and it's like uh, it's either me or it must yeah. be the world and and the, the deeper question becomes uh, for some is that am i unlovable Right. right and that was like i mean i never i never understood that part mm-hmm. while i was single mm-hmm. i I've, i've started i'm starting to explore that part of me now right after such a long time even though we're in relationship right and one of the things we've talked about is how you and i interact so like okay so those are my thoughts on like how, what i feel like at least some of them may be going through mm-hmm. some of them are single friends mm-hmm. uh maybe going through what are your thoughts on how do we now use those avoid and anxious strategies. So the first one was I mean you've basically summarized it, right? That that ache comes from that feeling of not being enough, not being chosen. Um I think especially for women, you know, we have this we have these these myths, these cultural myths about what love looks like and those myths come from um fairy tales and comes from Hollywood and comes from, you know, like from Bollywood? Bolly oh, Bollywood, right? right? So We have these myths about how it looks to be in love. And what I've noticed about these myths is that most stories end with happily ever after. They end with the the wedding day and then nobody really talks about what happens beyond that. And so some of our friends who are single are single because they had that wedding day and then once the marriage actually started, it didn't last, right? It 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 nobody actually prepared us for what it looks like to do a long haul with a person. and talk to us about the stages and phases of relationship and talk to us about the complexity of trying to blend two independent lives together and what it takes to co-parent and nobody talked to us about that so then you know eventually it it's like well i was supposed to be happily ever after but i'm not happy so i guess i picked the wrong person yeah right so that's i think where some of that ache comes from and and even those who didn't have the wedding day but maybe were in relationship you know dating and then that person somehow turned out not to be the prince charming or you know the princess that he was looking for she was looking for and suddenly we're looking for someone else and so part of the longing then is am i ever going to find someone that that matches me yeah right what did i say the ache and what was the other one we'll have to remember i don't that. remember but anyway that's <laughs> that's the part of like the the kind of the deep belief systems that are there that we have to challenge we have to challenge that whole happily ever after lie i i i think it's a lie right. you know i think about our wedding day and that was a beautiful day but i would say we've had from my perspective we've had better days than that like there yeah. have been days that have been incredible and those days haven't necessarily been a big party it's like just sitting around on a sunday and hanging out like yeah. doing a podcast like it doesn't yeah. have to be well this i think big... one of our anniversaries we had invited all these people oh yeah <laughs> I remember. I forget which number. It's like twenty-five people or something. Oh and, my goodness! And and two people showed up. Two people showed up, and that was my best friend and my cousin. And they were great, and we and had we a great had time. And we had for twenty-five people. Yeah. That we uh yeah. Yeah, that Sarah made. With my own two hands, <laughs> I spent all this time cooking, and we set yeah. the table, and nobody came. But in. you know the challenge is now we could have looked at that as a challenging 
situation but that was a beautiful day for mm-hmm. us right like it was beautiful like we spent that time with your cousin uh, with your best friend it was fun mm-hmm. right we had great conversations um and then we drifted off right into another day mm-hmm. right and i think that's that's the challenge like uh that life is not every day is not going to be a party nope every day is not going to be a dressed up everybody's not going to be a right. facebook post like it's right. just not so so i feel like now right now we've kind of drifted back into that uh into people that are actually in relationships so those that are single now what what is it that they can be doing so first like i said to let go of that happily ever after myth Right. Um, to acknowledge that you want to be with someone because I think also I know as a woman there's this whole movement right since the 80s of like I don't need a man I don't need a man and it's true you don't need anyone we can do just fine on our own we're earning our money we're doing our thing it's what you want right do you want to be in a relationship and I think that for and, myself and why do you want to be in a relationship well for myself as an in like a, an educated woman right who my mom never really talked about marriage or mm. any of that so when it came time to think about children actually I thought oh well if I want kids I would like to raise my kids with a partner because my mom was a single mom and I, I saw that life and mm. I saw how she she hustled you know and the impact that that then had on us so when I thought about having children, I thought, okay, well, I want to have a partner that I think I, I would feel comfortable raising kids with. Now, the person I picked was very different than the people I dated before him. Just a completely different personality, right? I would say the people that I dated before were like these like passionate, intense, like fires that were burning and it was like so intense, so much emotion. And then Faison was like this like slow burning coal, it's keeping me warm through the long winter <laughs> nights. And it didn't burn out, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't. It wasn't this big, passionate affair that just fizzled out. So what I was looking. So again, back to our single, our single listeners is to really be clear about what type of person would you want to spend the rest of your life with. It might be different than the type of person you've been dating so far, right? Um, and and that could be something to look at. Is maybe one of the reasons that it hasn't worked out is because you've been choosing people who aren't really long term material for you. And to get honest about that. Right. And and would you say, though, that there are, um, there's this kind of this belief in this soulmates? Oh, geez. No. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I don't want to be. <laughs> Twin flames. Twin. The, the new word. Twin flames. And, then, and that's, you know what? Uh, I feel like. You and Don't I can be twin flames. Don't say it. Oh, but geez. hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to be a romantic here. <laughs> yeah, that would not be the way to be because, because every you know that's not how I am. Anyways, the reason I bring that up is that we feel like the, even the story around that mm-hmm. soulmates mm-hmm. and the twin flame is that we're just perfect for each other. Right. But there are rough edges. <laughs> right in that perfection like yeah. in that in those pieces there are rough edges that yeah you can fit together and and the challenge is i right, like when, when we're talking about it in a sense when you're talking about it with a with the how do, how do i say it? with the view that's not actually correct i don't know how to uh, like a, a skewed vision yeah but it's like if you're looking at it to say uh okay this is what Twin, uh, what is it? Twin, uh, twin flames, twin flames or, soulmates. or soulmates. This is what it looks like. Just like that story, right? Like the happy, happily ever story is like, mm-hmm. 
that you won't have fights and you won't have no uh, yeah. right like you'll just be compatible all through the stages of your life like you and I have been together a while but we've grown we're different we people, are different right? people than when we met yeah right you and I have different interests mm -hmm. uh, than when we met mm -hmm. um, and we fight about different things we yeah. fight about different things right so so it's like this the uh, it's like you just give up so after think, a while I think what I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, it's like, it's like, like let this. me summarize. Yeah. So I think one of the things that you're trying to say is that this, again, just like letting go of that happily ever after myth is letting go of this soulmate or twin flame myth. I believe, and I've seen in my practice that really barring, you know, abuse or addiction, because those are a little more complicated. Besides that, you can really make it work with anyone. If you're willing to be self-reflective, if you're willing to own your own kind of shit as it were and say okay you know what I can't look to this other person to be everything for me I have to be everything for me and then this person can add um, you know their particular flavor and quality to my life being in a relationship is not the answer to your unhappiness no. or your loneliness and that's something that I learned I think it magnifies it oh my gosh it magnifies so your I, I unhappiness learned I learned that like you know two three weeks after our wedding I learned that the marriage didn't fix my loneliness I right. was still lonely even though I was married to this incredible guy and the loneliness is something that I've had to look at and work through you know without him knowing that he's there as my cheerleader mm -hmm. right but it's not his job or he, I mean it's, it's not up to him to cure my loneliness my unhappiness my whatever it is uh, self-doubt Right? Yeah, I absolutely. have to be the one to do those yeah, things. Yeah, and for me, it's been that same, right? Like, unlovable. Mm -hmm. I'm still dealing with it. Mm -hmm. I'm still, to this day, working through that. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, why, why do I continue feeling like it? Even though I have a wife who keeps on saying I love it. Kids who just come and just give me hugs for no reason. Right? And still, to this day, I'm like, I feel this longing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, But it's not... And I, I feel like we get into these relationships... With the expectation, maybe, and most of the times it's unspoken expectations that right. the other person will fix me. Right. And so, so to our single friends, nobody's going to fix you. Right. Right. If anything our marriage has taught us is like, this can't be fixed. Right. I, like, I, you are not going to fix this. No. And this isn't going to fix you. Right. right. So it's like. So I want to I go back for yeah. a second to that. I don't need a man or I don't. Sure. Uh, yeah. We were joking about that in the car the other day. Right. I said, you never hear a man saying, I don't need a woman. Unless they've been really, really burned by a woman, you don't usually... And I think, again, to accept the fact, if you're longing for a relationship, um, that it's okay. It's okay to want to be in a committed partnership with someone else, right? right. I feel like sometimes we say that as a, a defense um, to, to cover up or to not really feel that empty feeling of like, I actually want to be with someone, but I can't figure out how to do that. So I'll just say, I don't need a man. Yeah, but you know, I, I think it comes across as in a negative tone, mm -hmm. right? It's like you and I shouldn't need this relationship, mm -mm. right? It if it, in the true, honest, like if we were actually strong, like if you died, if I died, that this shouldn't leave you shattered, right? It kind of would, but I would get over it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, what, and that's the whole thing. It's like. It's like um, it's not that, uh, yes, of course, there's grieving process that needs to happen, mm -hmm. but that it shouldn't leave you like, a I've half, lost a piece like of it. Like a you. half person. Right? Yeah. And that's, you know, we talk right? about that, like my better half. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. you're a whole person. Right. And there's this other whole person and you're sharing a life together. Right. And we're kind of going, 
and on this kind of this roller coaster, but we're doing it together. Right. Right. But if I let go of your hand, doesn't mean that the roller coaster will stop. One. Right. Or two, that you can't you can't continue to go through those right. right through life. And I think that to me is like, you know, why are you wanting a relationship? Right. And I think some of us go into this with the expectation, and I did as well. I wanted one for babies, honestly. Yeah. That was my, my right, but, underlying. Right. Yeah. But uh, I also like the underlying expectation mm-hmm. is that the other person, if I have that other person, whoever that other person may be, mm-hmm. that's going to fix it. Right. That's going to fix my life. Mm-hmm. That's going to fix all this pain that I don't want to deal with. That's if it's going to fix my financial situation. It's going to fix my whatever. Right. It'll just intensify it. Because you'll, and then what happens is I think sometimes people start blaming the other person. Like my life got worse when I met you. And it did because all of a sudden all the issues that I had that I was keeping a secret, now I have this other person to reflect them back to me. I can't hide anymore from no. from my own crazy neuroses, right? Yeah. So, so did that, you think did that answer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it did. I think a single, single friend, single listeners... Um, if that did not satisfy you, please write to us and help us like figure out what it is that you yeah. need. Um, Obviously, we haven't been single in a long time. For a long time. time. So, um, yeah. So, I guess key takeaways is to be honest about wanting a partnership if you do. Yeah. Um, if you don't want a partnership, that's fine. Awesome. Yeah. Um, also, you know, looking at why, what are the kind of gaps that you're looking to fill through the partnership and letting go of those myths. Those yeah. those fairy tale stories of happily ever after or this person's gonna save me. It's just it's not it's not there. Okay, so then until next time. Smile more and worry less.